Hey y'all, it's Delaney. And it's Katie, this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. We made it. So, oh. oh. Barely, yet again, here we are. <laughs> Barely dramatic, but we just need to, We just need to be like cat dogs because it don't. it really just doesn't seem like... It doesn't really matter what we do. It's always like, oh, you thought. <laughs> it don't oh, happen well, often, thought. though. And I feel like <laughs> that's that's the problem. Because it doesn't happen often, when it does happen. We'd be like, oh, it's a fluke. It's sort of yeah. Like, but I'm trying <laughs> to feel like it's not. <laughs> like, not as, like, oh, that's what you heard? Because I heard. Literally. Because like, I literally wrote down what you said. I, I thought it was. Basically, what happened is we are doing a completely different topic today because Delaney and I pre-planned two other topics and flipped them. She prepared for one. I prepared for the other. (laughs) So, and actually, I don't know the solution to that because we literally had a meeting about it. So, okay. It's just doing it back and forth. I'm talking about one thing. You're doing the other in one episode. Period. I say one thing. You respond completely different. (laughs) Doesn't make any sense. Give a little yeah. um, new music rendition of classical like Okay, that'd be kind of cool. Giving what's going on, giving very you know. much. Where are we doing? Yeah, where are we doing? Yeah, I, I said, what are we doing? Oh, I thought you said, where are we doing? And I was I like, I mean, oh. but also new music. So yes, and no, and maybe. <laughs> All anyway, right. well, um, yeah, I'm just have you know I just have a couple pieces of news this week. Um, both out of LA actually. So every summer, if y'all don't know, at the Hollywood Bowl, um, and if you are in a position to access it, they have the Tchaikovsky Spectacular, um, which is basically all Tchaikovsky program with like fireworks. They do 1812 as a finale and there's fireworks that coincide with the cannon blast in 1812. It's cute. You know, we stand Tchaikovsky over here. So of course I've been, um, and this year they are, um, uh, having a very special guest and that is a former black excellence of ours sterling elliott um if you don't know sterling lean in um right um he's going to all shades so um <laughs> he's going to be a guest um at this concert which um is actually across two days august 6th and august 7th um and i actually got a listen this is how you know you popping i got a, just a random email somebody who was like hey just letting you know sterling's playing like and he's the best so just thought you should know that because classically black and i'm like well one like i mean sterling we stand we stand but also like not people just emailing just hey you should know about this person like they popping um if i was there i would definitely be there but um i'm no longer there um in la but shout out to him he's uh super nice and super down to earth and super popping so if you're able to go see him and if you're able to go see this uh tchaikovsky performance i would definitely go because like i said it's cute you know and they usually do like 
I, I don't know if they kind of like switch it up like when i went last time i think they did capriccio italian which i completely forgot about oh i always forget about it. I, that i'm like what was the last time oh, and they're doing it this year too i just looked at it um and they did swan lake which i don't care for swan lake but that's just because i have like i played this orchestra arrangement in it in an orchestra that was very irritating to me so it just like is an association i have oh, in my brain dang, that sucks that part of duh what goes crazy mm. but they're playing capriccio italian this year also they're, they're playing the romeo and juliet fantasy overture as well as rococo uh, variations mm-hmm. and uh 1812 as the finale so go see him play uh those rococo variations i just not with the la you know what let me not let me not pull over because we got stuff to do um let me not pull over um but secondly um, also going on over there is the Yola National Symposium that's taking place in October, um, and they are accepting requests for proposals. So if you are um, a music educator or an administrator, um, I would definitely send them over a request for proposals. It's a hybrid conference, so you can pr- submit a proposal for um, an in-person uh, session or a virtual session if you'd like, but they also have a scholarship application, so if you want to get flued out, you might as well do an in-person proposal so you can get flowed out and put up. Um, but yeah, I will link the website so that you can read about the theme of the conference and um, more about what's going on as those details become available and submit your stuff. Go to LA. Period. Hopefully with Miss Delta showing her behind, we're going to see. All right. All right, time for the intermission. Intermission and topic today have been inspired by TikTok, but you know, TikTok is my favorite application to use on a practice break. So here we are. Um, so I was watching a TikTok today of about Ursula. Apparently, like all the major villains have like books written about their backstories. Did you know that? Mm-mm. So I guess they, there was a this lady was talking about the backstory of uh ursula and like how they killed her dad and they banished her to the sea and then titan was like uh this is all your fault you deserve all of this and then she became ursula uh so it had me curious about um what piece or pieces would contribute to your villain backstory people be talking about that all the time like oh this show would be my villain backstory like on twitter and stuff like that so you have any in mind you know what this is goes to show this just goes to show my memory because you know how we switch you know the whole situation that happened right before we turned the mics on we switched to whatever whatever you started talking about the intermission and i was like i have no idea what she's about to say <laughs> like, <laughs> like this just like just like feeling a panic came over because i was like what is she about to say i don't know what she's talking about is this even classically black anymore? Like, what's going on? Um, yeah. So, how about we hear yours first? Okay. Very good. <laughs> um. Okay, so my first one is... I, I just want to... It's an honorable mention. I know that goes second, but I have to say it first. So, mm-hmm. me and this Mendelssohn Scherzo, originally, it would have been 
my villain backstory because I don't know what's wrong with that piece and the way he wrote it, but I, I don't. I just could not do it. Like the stroke, it will always rush. Like especially like it's a whole new type. I don't think people understand. Like I don't think there's no way I could put it to words how far I've come with that freaking excerpt because like it's one thing to rush. And then it's another thing to have it steady and rush within the beat. You know how, you know how like discombobulated you gotta be to rush within the beat. Like it's in time, you know. I was going. It was a mess, and like I was like, this is gonna be the thing that makes me take over the planet. Um, but you know, we fixed her, and actually, it sounds really, really good. And I'm actually really, really proud of myself. It's giving very much semi-finals but just that one though just that excerpt good thing there's like 30 other ones but it's that one so i'll take her off the list but listen the brook romance for viola that would be my villain i would take over a small village like that okay. piece and if, when you hear it like whatever it's so beautiful woo 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 all that stuff no that piece literally learning that piece performing that piece having to memorize it it's just it was egregious it was i don't even know how else to describe it it was just very terrible and i would never wish that upon to the point that i don't even think i would make a student learn that piece just so i don't have to hear it so <laughs> literally and then mr taylor had like 73 freshmen playing it no no I almost took over Rochester but that's that's mine that's my one and a half okay I'm just like ugh. okay so I have my one and a half I suppose or my two um which I thought of one and then I thought of the other and then you got to the end of talking and then I forgot the first one and then I started panicking again I just don't know what's going on my brain does it but I remembered it don't worry I'm just I'm just telling y'all the story anyway so the first one, because you reminded me, I'm over here thinking about just solo stuff, but also orchestral repertoire. So one that would definitely be my villain origin story is, and I've I've already made it very very clear that I hate this piece. I feel like you don't have my feelings. Um, I feel like I like this piece a lot. I don't think I don't think so. My, I'm talking about the Copeland uh, Copeland oh. clarinet concerto. <laughs> what you think I was about to say? There's this one. Piece. Oh, dance on. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that one. Oh yeah. There was this other piece that I was just like very alarmed that you didn't like. Like very alarmed. Yeah. I don't remember. This been a, like it's it was like in I can't even tell you around. It was in Rochester, so it had to be one of them episodes. One through mm. fifteen. I can't remember a piece that I liked that you did. I mean that I didn't like that you did. But yeah. Oh so maybe we'll think I'll, about it. Yeah. But um Cause I feel like when I played that piece, the Copeland uh, concerto, I already knew I didn't really mess with Copeland like that, and so it was already I just already had a stank look on my face, just irritated, and it's just, it just is not good. Like I just, <laughs> something about the way like it just makes me feel like I'm about to like get up and milk some cows. Like I just don't <laughs> like his stuff. I just don't. Yeah. Um. I ain't gonna hold you though. Like that one little part of Appalachian Spring, I go. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, he's not incapable of, you know, the little something, something. But I, like, I, I'm largely, not about, I'm like, good. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Largely is a is a reach. It's it's a very much a reach. But 
he has moments because you know some co- some composers don't even have moments so <laughs> <laughs> it's like but copeland like he's overhyped i'm sorry yeah he did too much i'm i'm good um and i just remember i just i just very much remember sitting in rehearsals for that concerto like literally praying that like i don't know I don't even know that's something where the sky would crack open and we would no longer <laughs> like, have to like play a, this piece. A turn on rest would be better than continuing on. Right. <laughs> um, Wait, you only need to play for a week, didn't you? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I think we did a concert every week or so. But don't, I ugh, thought it would be, I thought it would annoying. hit different. It's hard to, like... And then, it's not easy, so then you have to focus, too. It's not even like, I can, oh, like, let me just yeah. hold this and, like, try to drown everything out. Like, no, I gotta be f- mentally present. Okay, I know people are literally cringing right now because I'm implying that I'm not always mentally present when I'm playing, <laughs> which, obviously, to a certain extent, I am. But, like, you know what I mean. I gotta be, like, it's weird rhythms and stuff. I, you yeah. gotta be in there. Like, and so it's just, like... Dang, I gotta really actually listen across the orchestra. I don't want to. I don't want to hear what's going on over there. I don't. <laughs> but be too uptight. There's stuff where you gotta be on the edge of your seat, and it's stuff that you could just play. Yeah. Um. So that was that, and then my half is. It's not a piece, but it's just Amanda Book One. I listen. I I think you know oh for those that don't know first of all samanda was a method book it's a base uh method book um and there are three i I can't remember i only have two i have one and two so i can't remember if there's a third uh samanda method book but um and i used two pretty consistently in college um but samanda is mind-numbingly boring like Like, i I remember old notes and stuff it's just yeah like there's nothing like it's it's like just technique and like there are some you know like there's some like I learned out of the progressive repertoire book which it is like literally progressive repertoire teaches you this stuff but in the form of repertoire so that you're learning concepts and you're playing something but this is just like six pages of fifths four pages of major thirds then another four pages of minor thirds and in half notes and then in quarter notes and that like it's just like it's just very vanilla mm-hmm. and I remember being made to do some mandal when I like it was like within the first year of me playing the bass I remember I almost cried I was so bored I couldn't oh. <laughs> um I know I was like oh that's kind of I know I was like him. I ain't gonna hold him I was like, I hate this. And so, like, even now, like I said, I used Samandal too, and I and I used it for born like not born, but like basic things like scales and intervals and arpeggios and stuff like that. That's what I used it for, and that's because you know, I at that point I had the attention span and the you know whatever to practice that kind of stuff. It like for long periods of time that I did not have when I was twelve, um, but. I have, I still haven't even gone back. Like I I don't can't remember the last time I played something at Samanda one, even as an adult. Like and I've had that book literally since I was twelve. But like I just haven't gone back to that one in particular because I it was just so terrible. Yeah, he could have put a little game on it or something. Like these half notes. I would work for stickers. So like I knew that if my little line wasn't tuned and correct she wouldn't give me a sticker. And that was motivation for me. That's all I really needed. 
<laughs> I had one teacher that used to take, she would put like pennies on the sand. And if I did something that she told me not to do, she would take a penny off the sand. You get to keep the pennies. And like, is it for, is it for cents? Yes, but <laughs> what about it? Mm-hmm. Well, four cents you didn't have before, so. All right, we moving on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a trend. <laughs> Just be caught the TikTok episode. There's a trend on TikTok right now where like, um, someone people are this lady like posed the question of like, what's one time that you made like a random decision, um, that like impacted your life forever. One of the there's one that stood out to me which is kind of like triggering, so I'm not gonna say that one. But the other one was this girl um and her brother were going to like the biggest football game of the year in high school at the biggest football game like whatever probably homecoming or something equivalent to that like we used to do friday night lights in my high school so those were big games even in comparison to homecoming and the seniors were all you would dress like and i never did it i did it once it just wasn't my vibe but like our colors were orange and blue so you like paint your face or like paint your arms orange and blue or whatever like stand in the senior section do all that stuff so she was doing that the same night that High School Musical, one of the High School Musicals were pre- premiering, like one, two, or three, I don't remember. Um, and her mom, like on her way out the door with her brother, her mom was like, oh, like High School Musical is premiering tonight. And she was like, oh, period. I'm going to stay and watch that. And her brother was like, are you serious? Like you wet the paint on, the hair, everything. Like, what are you doing? And she's like, no, nah, I'm going to watch High School Musical. And her mom was like, no, go ahead. Like, I'll record it. She was like, no, nah, I'm going to watch the premiere. da da and so she stayed and so her brother went and got in a car accident and hit a tree he was perfectly fine the side that she would have been sitting on was completely crushed in like to the driver's side so she wouldn't have made it because it was like some black eyes or something that he like completely crushed her because she decided to stay home and watch high school musical like isn't that crazy girl oh my god i gasped i i was like, especially like that's never happened to me before like knock on wood so it's like i don't even know what to think about that like if that happened like that is nuts like because i would literally spend the rest of my days being like what if i went yeah yeah and, and then you go second guess every decision you make like if you oh, like oh should that. i go here or not and then now you like well, should i go there or not and <laughs> am i feeling is this yeah. the same feeling that i was feeling yeah oh no oh, i didn't think about that like long term and people Ooh. in the comments are being annoying because they were like well oh, if you God. left on time it wouldn't have happened and she was like none of those factors would have changed the outcome he would have still slipped on the same piece of black ice hit the same tree <laughs> whether they left on time because there was they, people in the comments were saying like oh you were dragging that's why he was in a rush and he's like why would she be in a rush to the game like nothing would have changed the outcome of that thing so it's like a completely normal decision i mean a little that's a little abnormal because like i mean maybe you really deep down inside you want to hang out with your mom i don't know but a completely abnormal decision that like completely changed so not that dramatic not that i mean unless you want to share i hope not because that's like really like a lot um but not that dramatic but do you have i have two but i don't know how many you have since we decided to do this two. 10 minutes ago okay um how like share um a simple decision or a last minute decision or whatever that changed the t- 
trajectory of your music career? So the first one is, I guess it's kind of a decision that I didn't make or whatever, or like basically I've, I've, I mean, I've already said on the show, that's the problem with people who've been listening from the beginning. It's like, y'all done heard everything before. Yeah, I'm really be not that interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically like, y'all know I didn't choose to play the bass. So like when I went into the meeting, uh, well, first of all, right before I went into the meeting to fit, to find out what instrument I was going to play in the program that I was in, like, we, we had a list of instruments that, like, you pick your top three. I don't remember what my third one was, but I remember clarinet and percussion were both on my list. Percussion seemed, I w- oh, my gosh, I feel like I would be miserable if I was a percussionist. That's probably, like, the only, no, I was about to say the only worst, like, boys club to be in a bass player, but probably low brass, too. Oh, they look but like those three. That those three. <laughs> Talking about back left? Nah. <laughs> that whole, that those whole, three. Ooh. You add the bases to it. It's like that whole something with that side. It's something about that side. That whole it's, back it's left. It's something about that side. That side. But, but I and depending found, on what work like, you sitting in the cellos, too. <laughs> I feel like I found, like, I feel maybe because I'm. It, like I feel less that way about bass players now than like, but also because I'm older, I'm maybe you know people are maturing at this point. But um, yeah, so bass was not on my list, and it was weird because right before we went in the thing, my mom was like, "What about the bass?" And then I was just like, "Girl, ain't nobody think about no bass." Like, it literally never crossed my mind. <laughs> Because, like, in the little thing where they introduced all the instruments, I swear they didn't say nothing about that bass. Like, they might have been, like, because they, they brought people in to, like, demonstrate. And it was, like, here's the violin. And here's what she sound like. And she go do-do-do-do-do. And she got these strings. Look at sis. And here go the bass. And then here's the flute. <laughs> and then she go dee-dee-dee-dee-dee. Like, <laughs> so, like, I really feel like I do not remember nothing like them talking about it. So I was very indifferent. But then literally the first thing they said when I went in there was, like, so we think you should play the base and i was just kind of like okay like <laughs> so i guess whatever like they really only did that because like i got in right at the cutoff of the program so i was like one of the taller and older kids and also my mom coincidentally had a big car so and i just was like very indifferent so that indifference <laughs> turned into student loan debt yep it's, it's hard because it's like on one hand you want people to play bass and viola but i've seen two instances where because don't everybody want to play violin and cello you over recruit and be like but have you heard of the viola and the bass and then you end up there was one year i can't remember exactly where whether it was an undergrad or whether it was another program i was teaching i can't remember i can't place the memory but there was like 10 bass players and like 20 violas and like 10 violins. And they were like, so we have to. <laughs> <laughs> My type of orchestra. <laughs> they were like, not us having to do viola one and two. You know, it was like a problem because they like mm-hmm. over recruited. So it's like, it's a hard balance because like you need violins, but then it's like on one hand, everybody want to play the violin. Everybody already decided that they want to play the violin. But then it's Which like, okay. I don't understand, but okay. And then, but then it's, but, it's like, yeah, it's just difficult. I wonder if anybody has those those issues. You know, they want to talk to us in the comments or something because um, it's hard. I mean, you want you want people to play those, but now you have ten. What are you gonna do with ten bases? I feel like, and I can definitely see that being a problem for viola and bass is a hard sell. 
and I play the bass. <laughs> I think like the the but, but I think thing. it's a. I was about to say I could see them over recruiting bases because they're hard to retain. Mm. So many people, like literally nobody from my class in Yola, like made it to the end with me. Oh shoot! Nobody. Yeah, I was the only one, um, and that's why I was in my senior year of high school. I was getting two private lessons a week because there was nobody else mm-hmm. <laughs> in my class to get oh, them. Um, and the year before that, it was just me and, and the guy who was a year ahead of me, and so we would just split the hour group lesson into like half hour lessons because like we were both going to be applying to college soon. Like he was a year older than me, so like I would listen to him play for half an hour. He would listen to me play for half an hour, or some days he would just take Monday and I would take Thursday or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really hard to keep because people are like with the getting from school to mm-hmm. orchestra and if you don't have the car to accommodate it and it's just like it's it's annoying i, I was about to say it's a lot it's annoying <laughs> it is <laughs> it is just because your instrument is like an extension of you so you like you feel like dang i gotta take this thing everywhere mm-hmm. like it's just mm-mm. you can't nah so my friend my friend Danny, he like when we was at Eastman together, he would stay up. People might not might know Danny Zeman because like he's a pretty big name in the bass community, but he'd be like all around the world with that bass, just 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 hauling it around. I'm like, wow. And I was I'm always amazed with bass force to do that. I just don't understand how he has the energy because like he's literally he'd be <laughs> Korea one week, literally the funds. Turkey. You know how expensive it is to take a bass abroad. And I'm telling you, Danny was there was weeks where they were like he was gone for like when we were like like in 2019 or whatever like he was gone for like weeks at a time because I mean it's, it's grad school they want you to be doing that stuff so anybody really say nothing yeah. to him but we you just notice when there's only like seven people in the class you notice like Danny ain't there you know what I'm saying Singapore Korea with a base but I don't know if he was always taking yeah. his base I don't really I don't I don't know for sure but he yeah, was tooting that thing. Like, I'm like, first of all, I get anxiety taking that thing on the plane. Yeah, that's something. That's a feeling. I'm like taking my base nowhere. That's a feeling I haven't had in a while, and I don't have to go. The next place I'm going, my viola is not coming with me, so that's good because like, it's like flight attendants know they they know they they know the job, right? I, you know the plane, but when I fly with my viola, y'all act like y'all don't because you be asking me, does it fit in the overhead compartment? I'm like, yes. Don't you work for United? It fits, but I think like. It just looks bigger than it is, but like the pace thing, you gotta worry about it. Them crushing it, and then, and then they put it out. I remember one time they put it out at baggage claim on the face down. I'm like, this case <laughs> has <laughs> has so many flat sides, and you chose the one side <laughs> that is not flat to put it on. How? Ugh, sometimes I just be wanting to. Oh my gosh, yeah. I hate flight with my base. I I hate it. Like it's just so nerve wracking. But those are the most. I don't even. I feel like I'm completely silent the whole time. I don't care how long the flight is delayed or whatever. I don't complain about a single thing when I'm in the airport. As long as that thing gets there and it's not like a jigsaw puzzle. I was watching a um some video. It was like, did you wonder how Olympic horses get to the Olympics? And I was like, now I'm oh. curious. I didn't wonder. They before. really do take them there. See? Huh, oh like, yeah, cause it's they horses. They gotta take. You they gotta horse. take your horse. <gasps> and I was like, How did they get there with that dude? Now I'm curious. Sure, they put them on a plane. And once I'm going in cargo, I'm like, you gonna put your hundred thousand dollar horse with these people? Wait, but what kind of plane? Like it's like it's like a horse plane. It looked like a, it looked like I showed you this video. It was, it looked like a. 
What are we talking about? I- <laughs> <laughs> literally having an entirely separate conversation that has nothing to do with what we were talking about. <laughs> I'll send you the video because it, it I couldn't tell. Because they the way they boarded it, it looked like a cargo plane. But it's like, isn't it common for like dogs to slip back to the to slip to the other side and then they freeze to death you know what I'm saying I, isn't that common That's no a, oh, I hope not somebody must have lied to me it can't be it can't be common I feel like they would be getting lawsuits over that they can't because I feel like that's so easy to avoid oh, okay that like why like I hope not but also and then also like these are different these are like low-key celebrity horses like they gotta have some type of accommodations it's not like they just down there like with your everyday house pit you know it's such a long flight I mean I guess it's not that long of a fl- I mean it's a long flight cause I keep thinking like oh, Japan's so far away but like not if you go the other way so I don't I mean, it's so far but it's not a 40 hour flight it's like a 15 hour flight but I feel like 15 hour flights but also they hang out in the stable anyway they be sitting they be standing there all day anyway so that's true and they get, they get they get jet lags like they gotta go like weeks in advance like how are you a horse you jet like you don't even know what time is <laughs> <laughs> come on <laughs> nice <don't>. try <laughs> you imagine you at your the biggest race of your life at the olympics and your your giant sleeping in the thing when the gun go off right don't even know <laughs> i'll be pissed <laughs> you can't even tell time but you talk about it too early girl get up uh-uh. <laughs> Well, anyway, um, where I, were we? You said what? Okay, I'll share my. I'll share one of mine. Uh, I think the most significant one. Yeah, I, I would say the most significant one was, um, me going to the ASA conference in twenty. Jesus, I'm so freaking old. Twenty thirteen. Okay, in in Rhode (laughs) Island. So I was not supposed to go to that. Um, Because it was so far, I went to school at Illinois State University. Rhode Island is literally... Delaney, real quick. What is the the most northern state? Maine? Okay, I said that too. It's not. It's Alaska. (laughs) That don't count. That's what I was saying. (laughs) (laughs) It do, but it don't. Okay, because I was like... I was feeling... Because I was thinking over that way. I was feeling and stupid. And Alaska. Come on. I'm yeah. sorry if we got anybody listening from Alaska. But My like, bad. I don't even know how we got y'all. Because y'all really up there with Canada. Like, y'all really, like, on top of Canada. It's audacity. Y'all over there. Americans are audacious. But it's really, like, like come on. We think about Alaska. It's just Canada but left. You know what I'm saying? It's not. And, and also, like, we know where Alaska is. But also, when you go to the map, they be taking y'all down and putting y'all down in the corner next to Hawaii and, so that we can see y'all. And that's the biggest you know. service. One girl was like, why is why like they were i guess they were doing they were flying to alaska she was like why is alaska so far if it's like right next to hawaii and i was like so we didn't we didn't all go to the same school and i understand that but like something has to be <laughs> um i'm just asking yeah, they far they have me they had me um feeling stupid because like how y'all think it's main one until that's why and i was like all right <laughs> 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 <Who said that? laughs> not darth vader you know uh <laughs> No geography like, teacher. Well, they ain't throwing my master's degree away. I'm sorry. And, I, and apparently it's Minnesota, which I'm going to fact check. That don't make no sense because here go here go Alaska right here, all the way at the tippy top. Yeah, Alaska mad far and no, mad ta- big. No, I'm talking about second. For second place, apparently it's Minnesota. Oh, second place. Which I don't, I don't, there ain't, ain't no way. 
Minnesota. Oh, is it, it is. I'm is it? Oh wait, no, it's not. That's that's not Minnesota. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe at the tippiest point. Oh, it is. There's a little baby, little tippy point. Like you know how how they be. You know they have curves and stuff. States. Oh, land. sure. But it like is. it's it's a little yeah, little corner go up. Honestly, what did I learn at Willard Elementary? What are we talking about? I'm over here dragging them. Yes. Come on, classically geography or geography black podcast. <laughs> I mean, you know, I feel had. I ain't gonna lie. Man, even yeah. up, it's over. Yeah, I feel like now we got people people who don't pull it out their Google Maps because I know I am. <laughs> Also, the United States from with the bag. If you was finna colonize, you should have colonized real good. You, how come New Brunswick is not part of the United States? It's probably not for lack of trying. You said what? I said probably not for lack of trying. They probably tried to. You know what? That is true. They probably tried to. Because these lines don't make no sense to me. Anyway, I thought I would ask <laughs> that because... um. I forgot what it had relation to. Oh, because I was going to Rhode Island, which is underneath Maine. And I mean, unless it's not anymore. But last time I checked, it's not. But you know, I mean, technically it's under. It's not touching. Anyway, I was not supposed to go to Rhode Island because I was not on the ASTA board. And because it was so far, they were only taking the student chapter of the ASTA board to the to the ASTA conference. I was a sophomore at the time, um, you know, people didn't really take me seriously back then, so, like, I w- but I was, like, growing more and more interest in, like, becoming a better violist and educator, so I was, like, really on my stuff that year, and um, they had fundraised really well, so they decided to offer up a um, a seat to go to Rhode Island with the board, and I was a little bit apprehensive because, like, they were all upperclassmen, I didn't really talk to them like that, none of my friends were going. Um, and I wrote my little essay and I got, I decided to make, write the little essay and they chose me to go to Rhode Island. And that was a huge turning point for me because, um, that's when I learned about everything that was going on in music education. I decided to drop my pre-dental concentration literally on, upon arrival back to Illinois State Dang. that Monday I dropped it cause it was the last day to drop, to withdraw. That was the last day to withdraw. So still, if you look at my transcript, it says organic chemistry still from that semester because um, it was a, it was the last day. Literally, it was absolutely horrendous. But that Monday was the last day to withdraw from that class, or I would have had to continue on with it or or fail it basically because I forgot what they what they did. So yeah, that's my first one. What's your second one? Your first one. I thought that was your second one. <laughs> no, it was my first one because we were talking about horses in Maine. For real? Mm-hmm. No, you had another one. KT. Awesome to my memory, your memory. You'll find out when you editing. If I said the same one again, huh. I'm pretty sure that was my first one. I'm like, yeah, well, whatever. Nothing's real. <laughs> um. Okay, so, no, you have, okay, I'm not going to get it, because I'm not going to remember, so, um, okay, so my one, my next one is, um, when we were at, I'm mad, because I really want to remember, but, um, when we were at Sphinx, 
my the one thing or like the one little decision that um that altered my uh trajectory was when we got back to Rochester to the airport and Richard asked us that we want to ride home with him. <laughs> that car ride was where the trife between oh, you and I specifically was revealed. <laughs> and also to be fair to us, we were right. And we were. We were right. And yeah, were. So so basically, yeah, we basically we carpooled home and that was when Katie and I revealed to each other that we were both very, very trifling and that this relationship was probably not the best of ideas and that we were gonna proceed anyway. <laughs> um and <laughs> And I just don't know that y'all would have classic black without that car ride. So I don't think so. Or maybe not as like, soon. Yeah. Maybe not as soon. Because I imagine we had just gone our separate ways at the airport. Like, yeah, it wouldn't have been. Or if we, if we, you've been at the airport in Detroit or at the airport in Rochester. Because both. In both. Yeah. But I'm in Rochester, but both. Because, yeah, because we wouldn't even have come close if we had in Detroit. We probably wouldn't even, we probably still wouldn't know each other. <laughs> There wouldn't be no Black Student Union at uh, Eastman. Or at least not no not what it looks like. Yeah. That's crazy, so. though. Yeah. Hmm. But Trife always prosperous. So. <laughs> Is that the takeaway? Yep. My second one, I, I want to think of another one, because my second one is not... It's kind of like a major decision because I spent a lot of money. So that's not, that doesn't really count. Okay. I'll say this one. So <clears throat> last March during the Panera Bread. Oh, it's still the Panera Bread. Keep forgetting because outside it's not. So especially in Memphis. <laughs> um, So last March, no, last April I was in my bed looking for, um, I was, I had some, I some idea so I was looking for like funding for musicians I, I cannot remember what the idea was and I was looking around I was google searching stuff and then I <clears throat> excuse me and then I um was on I ended up on Sphinx's website and I was like they have a page with all the fellowships on it and I was like okay I'm just gonna look through this I don't know why I do classically black. I know all the fellowships that are going on. I know what everybody doing. We, we kind of have to know that stuff. We know what's a breast. You know, we know what's going on. So I'm like, let me look at this thing. And I was like, Memphis got a fellowship? Memphis ain't got no fellowships. That's one. So I saw that the deadline had passed. But I was like, nothing's real right now. Let me email. They always look for violas. Let me email so they need a viola. And they did. And that literally, now I'm in Memphis. So I, I don't, because normally, like, if I see a deadline pass, I just keep scrolling. I don't know for what. I don't know why. Normally they do need violas, but also everybody play viola. Every black person, people be. I'm telling you, black people play b- viola and bassoon. <laughs> that's it. Not that's it. <laughs> Not a bassist right here, but I'm just saying. I did play the bassoon though. See. See. So here we are, and trumpet and bass. And allegedly flu. You saw um what's it called? Emoja, the food emoja project. Mm-hmm. They put out their schedule. That is extensive. I said, Y'all go ahead now. Oh, I didn't see the schedule. I'm gonna go look at that. It's extensive. It's like over two weeks. Dang. 
Yeah, they do their thing. Period. But yeah, all's well now. Moving on. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. Who you talking about, Delaney? Okay, so this week I am talking about, oh, it's funny you mention it, a flutist, um, Ashley Crawford, a.k.a. Flute Bay. Um, She is a classically trained flutist um, who has studied all over the world, in New York, in Austria, in Italy. Um, She has been playing the flute uh, for over 20 years at this point. She got her bachelor's from Tennessee State University um, and her master's degree. period um in classical flute performance and instrumental pedagogy from belmont university she's won several um awards Uh, she teaches music to students of various age groups she's also served as principal of flute in the belmont university symphony orchestra and wind ensemble the nashville collegiate orchestra the tsu wind ensemble and um, aristocrat of bands um she's also performed and recorded for and with artists um and chamber and theater orchestra groups such as the circle players uh, the nashville diaspora orchestra um and many other uh, various artists um, and producers um now she's a professor of flute and woodwind coordinator at tsu uh so come on full circle what to say um she's also the director of the nashville philharmonic flute ensemble and is a member of the nashville wind ensemble um and currently she is performing teaching recording um also maintaining her private studio in addition to tsu um and is also offering remote lessons so if you're looking to get your flute game up (laughs) i will you know link her website in the description um she has also started um, her own brand, which is, like I said, Flute Bay, um, which kind of came together after she had a viral video um, of the Mask Off Challenge in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, she's been fusing classical flute with hip hop, pop, and R&B music um, to kind of showcase her instrument in the mainstream media. Um, so she is, you know, a multi-genre artist um, and just black and excellent all around. And I came to her uh, to know about her from that video. And I saw, I think you retweeted it too, the video which it was like, she was like, oh, watch me b- piss off a bunch of musicians. I was going to ask she played that was scale her. And she didn't resolve it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then that other guy, he, then he brought out, he bust out his violin. <laughs> um, and I was going to do him, but then I was like, well... Like, I don't, and he said, that, like, you know, he played the violin and, like, he, like, dusted it off for that. Like, he don't be playing no more. Um, which I was like, period. I mean, like, we got to show them that we are all, like, we've been here, even if this is not what we pursue and that we're, what we do professionally. Like, mm-hmm. we love seeing black orchestra kids, regardless, like, you know, having that skill and having music in your life. But also, I was like, well, hold on. Let me see what she's talking about. So I decided to, uh, to highlight her. Uh, so yeah. I will link all of her socials and her website in the description so that y'all can learn more about her. Um, and thanks for being black and excellent. I saw that video on TikTok and I just looked there. I'm like, great. Can't nothing about, can't nothing about this music piss me off. Right. I was like, well, you know what? The way contemporary music got got me set up. Okay. <laughs> I looked there. I was like, the only the only thing that can piss me off. I, I, I like I said that out loud the other day. I was like, 
it's only one person. Like, it's amazing how much this viola pisses me off. Like, it is amazing. <laughs> I'll be having a good day. Stuff that sounded good yesterday sounded like beginners today. That's the only. So it what, don't make no sense. I just, like, I ain't never met nobody like this before. I ain't never, like, <laughs> I ain't never met nobody like this. That would just piss me off. Like, are you... Uh, <sighs> Anyway, so I looked at her in that video. My girl got my own problems, and the little scale gonna piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my piece of the week is um, I hate to say it, but uh, Brahms Four Second Movement. He did yeah. that. Sorry, it's just really good. What do you mean? Why are you sorry? Because you know, I've been trying. You know, I've been trying to find more black composers jazz artists you know stuff like that but mm, like yeah man I'm, that joint ow. yeah i'm it's just so beautiful. i'm looking at um the the new season or whatever and they playing a rock modern off symphonic dances but you know i made a i made a promise that i'm not going to nothing where there's no black composers on the program so i'm not going but you know i love them symphonic dances um but they got some other stuff coming up uh that got some black composers so i will be there for that but yeah I don't even know what we playing, but we so, are. We are playing this this season. We are playing uh, Mendelssohn Scared. So <laughs> I was like, I mean, low key, like I've never learned the third page, never looked at her ever before in my life. So that's gonna be interesting. But one or two, I'm that girl. They gonna hear me, and also it's gonna be slower. Then we get to play an audition, so the wind section could keep up. That's no Tino shade. It's just that I don't think it's fair. That we gotta play it at 88 to 92 But when the flute girls Take their auditions They get to play it in the 70s Because they You know what I'm saying So I just feel like we need to level the playing field So I am looking forward to playing Mendelssohn Scherzo a little bit slower Um, If Bob decides to do it slower We gonna see I don't know what he gonna do But yeah Anyway we done Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. I realize that I never tell you that we have a website. Did you know that? Apparently, I don't know that. I guess you do. It's also not in our um, episode description. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. But we do have one, classicallyblackpodcast.com. If you're black, join ISBM. That's the International Society for Black Musicians. ISBlackMusicians.com. At ISBlackMusicians. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next week. Bye, y'all. Hopefully with the same topic. All right. Bye, y'all.